The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, those of you on social media, I think that's everyone these days, is it? Are there people still not on social media? Maybe there are. But anyway, many of you will have noticed on different social platforms, InstaFest. So it's a new app. And it allows Spotify users create their own festival lineup. So lots of people have been sharing these over the last few days. And like Spotify Wrapped, which is on the way this week, it has been revealing what everyone's top artists are. But more importantly, some of their guilty pleasures as well. But what constitutes a guilty pleasure? And do we all have our own? Our reporter Sophie McDevitt was on the streets of Dublin to find out. So tell me, what's your musical guilty pleasure? Probably just a ton of Disney songs, to be honest. So, um, guilty pleasure? Probably Rihanna. (laughs) I know she's great, but like what I usually listen to, it's not what my friends would think I listen to, so I don't really tell them that I do, but... (laughs) Early Taylor Swift albums. Not that I don't mind anyone knowing (laughs) that I listen to that. Oh my gosh. Probably mostly lo-fi jams. That's what I listen to at work a lot. And also video game soundtracks. It keeps me focused when I'm working. Um, actually, not. it's probably going to be a big one. I'm not really a big Taylor Swift fan, but uh, she does have some good songs there. My guilty pleasure definitely would be Steps. Uh, I love a bit of Steps. Although I don't really feel guilty about it. I think guilty pleasure is probably more so um, they were thinking when you were a bit younger, maybe, if you were trying to impress your peers by saying, I listen to rock music when secretly you were listening to Shania Twain. Um, so, yeah, I think they were thinking of the past. I think it's all about owning it. And um, they're a proud pleasure now, I think. Now, I think quite a few of you might recognise that last voice uh, <laughs> who Sophie caught on the streets of Dublin. Uh, Sophie McDevitt there uh, asking people about their own guilty pleasures. Ed Smith is with me from Today FM. Ed, I mean, first of all, let's just uh, uh, sort this out once and for all. Should anyone feel guilty about listening to Taylor Swift? Absolutely not. No, like, well said. That was James Patrice, I'm assuming. Is it? Yeah. it was James Patrice. I, well, it certainly yeah. said, if, or unless it was somebody who sounds very like him, but I think James is a Steps fan as well. So, yeah. yeah. He, well said, James Patrice is basically, I absolutely, this is what the definition, according to the dictionary of a guilty pleasure, is something such as a film, a television program, or a piece of music that one enjoys despite understanding that it is not generally held in high regard or is seen as unusual or weird. Now, there really should be at this stage in life. There's enough to be worrying about. There's enough displeasure out there to feel guilty about that. Why in God's name are we making life even harder for us by feeling in any way shameful or guilty about basically things we like? There should be no such thing as a guilty pleasure. That is 100%. It's kind of about saving face. Is that what people do? You know, and I gave the example of Coldplay coming on in the car and we all turn it up unless there's somebody in the car whose opinion about us we worry about and then we kind of maybe tut tut Chris Martin a little bit. That exactly is and that you know that Vox Pop person touched on it as well like it is something that we maybe have a hangover from our our teen years when we're at our most vulnerable and I suppose at our most trying to impress as many people as is possible you know but as you get older and as you get hopefully a little bit wiser yeah. and a little bit stronger in your in your heart and soul that really what people think shouldn't matter. And there's so much snobbery in music and in culture, you know, there has been for so long that why are we pandering to people who the gatekeepers of who is to say what is and what isn't cool or what is and what isn't acceptable? You know, one man's meat is no man's poison, as it were. So we shouldn't be kowtowing mm. to these so-called, well, not so-called, they're absolute snobs. They've, you know, they've ruined things for long enough. Let people enjoy what they want to enjoy. It could be Aqua, it could be Philip Glass, it could be early Radiohead. Could be, I have a friend of mine who only said it to me recently going, oh, I'm, you know, we're talking about Radiohead. I said, what's your favourite album? And he goes, oh God. I said, what? 
it's the Benz. I was like, that's fine. What, what What's wrong with that? It's, oh, it should be Kid A or something more, you know, more ethereal or, or so-called, you know, <laughs> more acceptable of their later canon. I was like, are you joking me? The Benz is a banger. It's phenomenal. I'm relaxed. You know, so I just think we need to just unclench a little bit. And honest to God, don't worry about it. You know, the great Tim Burgess from the Charlatans has a great line going, there's no such thing as a bad song. It's just a song you like and a song you don't. And mm. that is... It, it's funny. I hadn't thought of it as a hangover from your teenage years, but as soon as you said it, like, I mean, I got fresh. But I, I'm fairly confident I spent about four or five years claiming that I was a huge Pearl Jam fan when really I listened to very, very little Pearl Jam in my but early teens. Ways, right? you know, there's people pretending and, you know, I suppose wearing the, the you know, wearing the Ramones t-shirts or, you know, cosplaying as so-called intelligent, deep music fans when they're, they're no such thing. They're just, you know, trying to represent themselves as something they're not. Relax, it's fine. Honestly, for the most part, I couldn't care about what your taste in music is. And I, you know, I know it's my job, I suppose, to play music that people like. But honestly, you know, you just need to like what you like and own it, as as James said there. And really and truly, really people don't care. And if they do, the problem is theirs and not yours. Yeah, so I, I guess it, like. to be a true guilty pleasure in, in, in the truest sense of it, it'd have to be music that you would listen to and afterwards you feel bad about having listened to it. And I'm not sure what music falls into that category. Listen, you know, I did a, I just jumped onto Spotify before we spoke there and there's, a, there's an entire playlist called Guilty Pleasures. And I said, okay, look, I'll just see what they've thrown in here, right? Tears for Fears, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Banger. Oh, Paul great Simon. tune. Yeah, you can call me out. Paul Simon, forget about it. Brilliant. A Little Respect, Erasure. Banger. The Buggles, Video Kill the Radio Star. Buggle. You know, like Scissor Sisters in there, Seal, Kiss from a Rose, one of the great songs of its, of its time. So we're looking at this list. Someone has put together that list going, oh God, they're all so, they're all so cheesy. And I'm looking at them going, no, they're not. Like Men Without Hats, The Safety Dance. Forget about it. It's absolutely well, one of the great pop tunes of all time. So this is what I'm saying. It's all so subjective. You know, when people, for example, you'll always, we'll always censor ourselves or kind of, you know, if you're, if you like Love Island, for example, how many times have you heard someone going, oh, what are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm just going to see and watch Love Island. I know, I know, I know. You know, it's, but it's just leave your brain at the door of television. You can just switch off and enjoy it. You go, it's fine. Just, you, just acknowledge that you love Love Island. Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with loving Love Island. There's nothing wrong with, you know, loving Martin Scorsese or Ingrid Bergman. You know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, just <laughs> love what you love and don't like what you don't like. That's all right. Honestly, nobody really cares well, what you like or don't, you know, and don't let the snobs or those that might sneer, they patrol our cultural tastes up and down like like cultural guardie flashing their sirens on. <laughs> oh, what's, what's this we have here now? Can I have a quick look under your, what's under the hood of your Spotify now? Just, you can't be listening to Aqua. What you doing? You should be listening to Aqua Lung. No, like, so, <laughs> let's, let's have enough of it. There's enough. Listen, Kieran, we all know times are tough for a load of people. There's enough to be worrying about. Ah, there There's is. There's feeling bad about. And psycho- psychologists have discovered that it's actually bad for your mental health to be hung up on what is and what isn't acceptable. Well, you know, so. Before I let you go then, Ed, what song do you want to reclaim from the guilty pleasure well, list? What, what song we, what, ch- what song should we be proud of? Well, especially as an Irish person, this is one of the great Irish bangers of all time. And I, only, I was DJing at the Camogie All-Stars uh, in Crow Park at the weekend. What a night it was. Those Camogie, <laughs> they go at it on the pitch and off it. Let me tell you, they are serious crack. And when I put on this song, I, I think we almost brought Crow Park to a, to a rumble and a crumble. It absolutely wrecked the joint. And rightly so. This is what I would, if I did believe them, consider a guilty pleasure. Mark McCabe's Maniac 2000. Oh, great choice. Ed Smith, pleasure as always. We'll talk to you again soon. 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.